You're listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Before we kick things off, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been so great having them as our partner for this show. All right, Carol, really neat museum, neat organization doing some amazing things. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, this is going to be a fun update. We had the founder on, I guess, about a year ago. So we're joined today in studio by Rena Youngblood. She's the executive director of the Computer Museum of America. And we're really happy to have you here, Rena. So thank you for joining us. Take a quick oh, thank minute. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Take a quick minute and tell our audience a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. I'm Rena Youngblood. I'm the first executive director of the Computer Museum of America. I always like to tell people that the founders thought pretty big about this place. It's a Computer Museum of America. So not just Georgia, not just Atlanta. So, you know, with that, we continue to think big and, and envision big things. My background for the last uh, 10, 11 years has been in education and associations. And I was with the Georgia Charter Schools Association for seven years. And then I went to a National Teachers Association for five years, saw an ad for the Computer Museum of America. And my husband had actually been to the museum. He is in the, the tech world here in town and uh, had, had loved it. And I was like, oh, you should just apply for this. This sounds like fun. We love museums. And he's like, you know, no, I'm not the nonprofit. You're the nonprofit. It's like, yeah, that's true. So, uh, but I didn't come here with museum background. So I just sent off my resume. I thought, that's it. I'm, I'm done. They certainly aren't going to reach out to me. And I was just very fortunate that, that they did. And uh, we began to talk. I, of course, visited a couple of times. I fell in love with the potential of this place. And so we, like I said, we just continued to talk. And I started uh, in January of 2020. <laughs> Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carol, I remember that conversation. Uh, I remember being in geek heaven uh, and talk about some amazing things that they have there. I mean, I can't wait to dive into it and get an update from Rena. So, Rena, for those listening who are not familiar with the Computer Museum of America, remind them kind of what it's about and its mission and purpose. Okay. Yeah. The mission here at the museum is certainly to, is to preserve, is to educate, inspire, empower. It is to help all of us children and adults, to remember just how far we've come in really a relative short amount of time. And so that is what we do. People come. There's a lot of uh, nostalgia when you visit. A lot of people who come through and they use punch card machines for programming and they get a chance to talk about it. You maybe pick up on things that you haven't seen in a long time. There's a lot of exchange of uh, maybe call it oral history between uh, families when they come in. That is a lot of fun to watch. Things that you made, you just don't remember. I had a bag phone. I see that bag phone in this museum and it takes me back. First job, my bag phone, my new Maxima. I was going to conquer the world, right? That was what I was going to do. And that's the kind of thing that we bring back here. And then for people who are much younger, 
to see what we did. Yes, there can be some laughter about it, but we certainly could not be where we are today without these steps we've taken in the past. And so the founder who you you have spoken to before, what he saw happening, and rightly so, I mean, technology moves quickly. When you get your new phone, you need to get rid of your phone. Otherwise, your house would become very, very full. But who's going to keep these things, right? So supercomputers and mainframes and things that, that we may have seen in the 80s and the 90s that they have to be moved out to make way for the new stuff. We just need to preserve them because there will come a time when it's not just the old stuff. It's the, oh my gosh, I forgot about that stuff. Oh yeah, I need to, I need to go see that. <laughs> and so that's what we do here. We try to wrap everything in stories, make sure people understand how some of this equipment was used. And if we know who we got it from, you know, maybe be able to explain some of uh, what they did. So it's just a lot of fun. It's a loud museum. That's what I like to tell people too. You know, you go to some art museums, you kind of have to be quiet. You talk, you might whisper to your friend. That this is one where people just, you start talking and, and we maintain six feet because it's a huge facility, but you do watch people start talking and they get closer and closer together because they're just remembering things and telling stories. So it's a lot of fun. I'm just sitting here laughing about bag phone. I, I think we probably have some people listening and the audience are going to have to Google that one because yeah, they, yeah, don't, what is it? What is they it? don't remember what's a bag phone. And, you know, I guess I have a, a kind of special affinity to the Computer Museum of America because, um, you know, just kind of in my dad's memory, my dad used to sit in the basement of our house in like the late 70s, early 80s and build these home computers that you bring up flipping switches on them and doing all this crazy code. And, you know, he knew Cobalt and he knew Fortran and he could program in basic. Gosh, have you brought him yet? Because he's he's one of our people. Yeah, he's one of your people. He's unfortunately (laughs) not living. But I love, I love, you know, Computer Museum of America because it just brings back all those thoughts of daddy and how, you know, he was a pioneer in the space. I mean, yes, he literally took a, a, um, you know, Atari computer for me. This because, you know, I'm dating myself now, which I usually don't do. And he turned it into (laughs) like um, a word processor that I could type my papers on for classes in college. And then I had this ridiculously giant printer because, you know, they had to look like you typed them. So I had a typewriter printer it would print to because this is like they wouldn't accept, you know, anything else back in the day. Computers were just kind of starting to come around. So, yeah, I guess I'm I'm a dinosaur. I belong in the museum, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, we we actually have a a retro gaming area and you can sit down and play Pac-Man on the 1981 Atari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blow up stuff. I think, think, Carol, you and I are that perfect age. I won't say what the age is. (laughs) This museum, I mean, I think what we would say more than anything else Oh my gosh, I had one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. it's kind of all yes. of us who were in high school at some point in the 80s, I think yeah. is the, yeah. uh, we won't yeah. say yeah. where in the 80s, you know, maybe <laughs> no closer more, to no the more. 90s. Well, <laughs> well, I know that it's been a strange year and obviously a strange year, you know, last year for you to come on board, but talk a little bit about how COVID's impacting the organization and yeah. I, I'm sure it's given you some opportunities as well. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, dare say there is no organization that didn't feel the impact of 2020. You know, some better than others. I, I mean, go Zoom. I mean, what a, what a great business to be in uh, in 2020. But no, we did. We felt the impact. And like everyone else, we had to make some choices and ways to pivot. When I came on board, we were certainly 
you know, building awareness, uh, raising funds, getting ready to build a, a large team. So for that, you know, we're very fortunate that our team was small enough. We just stayed small, right? So there was no, you know, furloughs and things like that that can happen. But what we did is we walked inside the museum and decided to accelerate plans there. So we went right to the exhibits. We have probably put two years worth of design into the museum itself and really prepared for people to return. That's just been what we have been able to spend time doing this year. And so it is so fun. I mean, even just this morning, giving a tour to someone who had been here that first month, you know, opening that night, I don't know if she was here opening night, but she was here in those first few weeks and she can't, she doesn't recognize it now. And that is a fabulous place to be. So we have spent a lot of time inside the museum and just building up these exhibits, telling more stories. There's still a ton to do, of course, but that is where we chose to direct our energy and and resources during 2020. Well, one thing for sure that the pandemic has altered is our ability to have events and get people together. And so I'm curious to know, uh, looking ahead for the balance of 2021, what kind of events do you got? Do you have anything going on? Are they virtual? Are you trying anything face-to-face? What's all that looking like? Yeah, we opened back in the summer when we were allowed to do that. Certainly, attendance is much lower than it had been uh, prior. Although we'll say in for 2021, we are starting to see just a, a tick each weekend, just a few more people coming out. So it's a very promising sign. I like to say, I, I think we're starting to see just a pinprick at the end of the tunnel. I, I won't say yet it's a full light, but you know we're seeing a pinprick and, and that's all, all very good. We are planning our first event. So April 29th, we're going to have our first of three Bites, Brews, and Bourbon. It's just the museum after hours event. So that will these will be on Thursday evenings, 5.30 to 9. For this first event, we have a, a great music group that we just secured and we're excited about called the Bourbon Brothers. So they're, they're absolutely perfect for our, our function. Uh, we are going to unveil kind of a, an exhibit within an exhibit, and it's the computers in the movies. So it's the filmmaker's toolkit, some of those sci-fi scenes. What did they use in technology to create those scenes? We've got a couple of artifacts that are going to come out. We, as a a museum and and the founder, have loaned pieces to different movies that have been made across town over the years. So, you know, we all love it, right? This is something most people enjoy is, is a good movie and a good special effect. And if we can help uh, spread the word how that's done, then great. It's a lot of fun. So that's oh. what we're going to do April 29th with two more following this year, one June 17th and then September 23rd. So each time it'll have a little different focus, but primarily it's just come to the museum, take a drink, walk around, just see what's here, talk to folks and enjoy yourself. Yeah. yeah sounds well, great. And now I know the yeah. answer to the, where did they find that old computer or how did they find that da 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 da? We know now that when, you know, and all these movies are filled here yes. in Atlanta yeah. now, we know now that it's coming from the Computer Museum of America. Some of so, them do. Absolutely so do. That, that's going to be my answer from now on, whether it's from <laughs> your facility or not. That's what I'm going to tell my friends. Um, 
Well, I know you opened in 2019 with four exhibits and then added a new one last year or you know, last year and then are adding more this year. Do you want to touch a little bit on all of those or maybe your favorite <laughs> ones of those? And Oh, I'll tell you, I can talk all day long. So you're very good to, to rein me in on that. But yeah, we did open with uh, the four major exhibits. One is we call the timeline. But even over the quarantine, one of the first things we did was complete a graphic that is on a wall larger than most first apartments. It's 1,100 square feet. There are over 2,000 points of interest on this wall. It started out a great idea. Let's just do a timeline of really impactful technology and computing. And it just grew. (laughs) So we have even the art. So someone comes in and maybe, you know, Technology isn't their first thing, but they love uh, car design or even fashion. You can kind of find that decade with something that you're very interested in, and then you sort of see what all was happening during that time. So it is a fabulous graphic, and we're very proud of it. But again, two years, it was quite the undertaking. But along that line, too, we have the microprocessors like the Apple One. You know, things like that from the very beginning, the Ken Bach, the uh, Alto, you know, all the way down. Apple Lisa, which is actually a little bit more rare than the Apple One. Mm. So you can see all of those things. And and that first walkway is, um, people get bogged in sometimes there, you know. (laughs) I knew you had an Apple One. I did not realize you had a Lisa, too. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm told that we probably have one of the most extensive Apple collections. It's not all out. We have actually 65,000 square feet above us. I always tell people there are no walls, there are no bathrooms, but the plan, you know, the founders really getting things started and and it's up to all of us to just build the trust and the community that we need and, and the people that want to support this mission so that we can continue to grow and we have the space to do that when we're ready. So I'll come back and tell you about a capital campaign one of these days, okay? <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> but good. Um, So you finish up with the timeline, and that uh, towards the end of that, we have the uh, retro gaming corner. Again, has the Atari, has a TRS-80, um, an original Macintosh. So you can put your fingers on a few things and just sort of see what it was like. You go on around the corner and you see punch card machines, then it's PDPs and those types of uh, machines, the, the mini computers although they're like the size of refrigerators. And um, and then you can go on into a Apollo 11 place. Uh, we opened on the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11. So that was July of 2019. And you get a chance to, as if you didn't respect it already, but you start to see some of the computing and the technology and you you just are amazed that we got people to the moon and back. It's just, it's incredible. This is a more powerful computer than what took men to the moon in 1969. Yes. I mean, it's just it's yes. unbelievable to me. It, Crazy. It, it really, really is. And we're trying to tell that story as well. Kind of what is mm-hmm. the computer in your pocket compared to some of the larger, because after Apollo 11, you walk into the supercomputers and we have the Cray 1 and several of them just craze all the way through. I'm, I'm, I might get the wrong date, but into the you know 2000s. And then a lot of those pieces, and we're really, really working on that area, trying to bring graphics to the the walls and tell the stories because a lot of people do, they just don't understand how much these supercomputers help us in our lives and what, what we do. I always tell people, if you're just looking at the calendar on your phone to see, or not the calendar, the weather, to see if you can have that picnic on Saturday, there's usually some supercomputing going on that's keeping all of that together so that you know 
what's going to happen. So it's pretty amazing. One of the things we do have out right now, and it's for, it'll be you know short term. I mean, it'll be for a while through 2021 is the Jacquard Lou. And I did not know what that was. I kept hearing folks talking about it and I just kept my mouth shut because I heard loom and I think of weaving and I thought, I don't know what this is. I'm obviously wrong. But we have a Jacquard loom that was, it is a weaving loom. It used punch cards in the 1800s. It changed not only computing, but fashion because before you could use these punch cards, you had to have a master weaver. And so once this came into play, you could use unskilled labor and suddenly people could purchase beautiful fabrics to wear instead of your plain browns and blacks and all of that. Only the wealthy before could do that. And uh, Charles Babbage was inspired by these punch cards. And then you, you can just sort of see the evolution of computing. And so this is a beautiful piece. You know, it's nice. It's from the 1800s. I forget which year ours is, but um, it's a gorgeous piece. Think you need 20% down to become a homeowner? Think again. What if you could buy a home without a down payment? That's right. New American Funding understands that saving for a down payment can be difficult. They have competitive loan programs that can get you into a new home. Their 100% FHA financing loan program makes getting into a new home with no down payment possible. Let one of their home loan professionals pre-qualify you Contact a new American Funding loan officer today to find out more about these niche loan programs and start your home ownership journey. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. You also have an operational Enigma machine there too, right? Oh my gosh, how did I forget that? Yes. Um, That's my favorite. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when I came on board in January of 2020, that was our first event. We were going to unveil this beautiful 1936 Christine Enigma that uh, we actually had the purchase order where the German army had purchased this from the company. It is so gorgeous. And then we've got these stories that really talk about, you know, how the Enigma was used, how cracking the code, uh, Alan Turing and his group at Bletchley Park, they say probably ended the war a couple of years earlier than would have happened. So it's a true technology that changed history. So it's an interesting, interesting piece. And uh, yeah, so that was supposed to happen in about seven days, six days before that evening. You know, people were saying, Rena, we, we can't do it. We can't, we're going to have to close. And I, I, I just wanted to put my hands on my ears. No, we can make it. We can make it. But we did not. So it stayed under wraps through most of the, the summer. And then I think a little bit after Labor Day weekend, we let the ticket holders come in and see it without a lot of fanfare or anything like that. So it's, it's out now. And uh, it's a terrific exhibit. Yeah, that's neat. There's a, an Enigma machine close to me at the Museum of Science and Industry, although I don't think it's operational like yours is. So that's, <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. So shifting back to events, um, one of the things I knew you guys were going to do, and I'm curious if you're going to try to do it this year, is do some summer camp. So where does all that stand? Yes, we are. We've got four one-week camps 
set up right now. People can register. Uh, we are capping the attendance as we are with the Bites and Brews events as well. We are going to cap the uh, summer camps uh, 10 to a class. So it's a pretty small group until we're told that we can put a few more in. So we won't do it unless we're, we're um, you know, we want to follow the state guidance and regulations. So, but we're calling it full steam ahead. And so it's for fourth and fifth graders. There's two one weeks for them. And then your middle school, six through eight. And each day they will take one of the elements of STEAM, science on Monday, technology on Tuesday, engineering, arts, and math. And so really integrate the whole STEAM environment. People, all children will find something in that that group that they really enjoy because someone may say, oh, but I don't like math. So I know I don't want to be an engineer. Well, let's let's look at it. Let's look at some different things. So we're really Excited. Lots of uh, activities, experiments are being planned. Um, it will run from nine to three, Monday through Friday of each of those weeks. We've got uh, professional educators that are going to be managing the classroom. And I think a lot of kids with as much virtual learning as they've done over the past year, this will just kind of help be fun. I mean, I was telling them, it's like, this is not just, it's not going to look like school. It's going to, you know, but there's going to be education happening. I think the kids are going to have a lot of fun with that. Sounds like it. Sounds like I think, it. I think I'd like to be a kid again so I can go. <laughs> well, for adults, I think you have some opportunities for rentals and events and, you know, things that are hosted at your event or at your venue, but that you don't put on necessarily. Yeah, how, yeah, how we do. Work? Well, in addition to the 35,000 square feet of museum that's happening right now, we have a 10,000 square foot ballroom, very customizable. So, you know, it's it's what you expect is you can move the pipes and drapes, you can up light, you can just customize it the way you want. In addition to that ballroom, we have what we call the Silicon Gallery. It's kind of the entrance hallway mm-hmm. right out front of the doors. It's around 4,000 square feet. We have a classroom. We have a little bit of flex space here and there. So we are noticing, thankfully, people are coming back out. They are touring the spaces. They're asking about what they can do. They're getting ready. Mm-hmm. So we are signing events for later this year. We have a few, like, I don't want to say meetup groups, but you know, small networking nonprofits that meet monthly that are coming and talking about, you know, can we do something here? It might not be for every month, but it might be one of those nights that's just a special night for them. So we're really happy about that. A lot of our mitzvahs and um, those types of events. So yeah, we're just, we're just seeing it come back out and we're very excited about it. So those are all spaces that can be rented. Always tell people we have free parking, which is it always appeals to people. <laughs> so so we like to make sure we say that. So yeah, we're excited to get started. And it seems like the people that are visiting now are, are also that way. Yeah, outstanding. Well, hate to say it, Rena, but we're about out of time. So before I let you go, a couple of things, please. One is how do people get in touch with you? Should they have any questions? Where do they learn more about the museum and all of its exhibits and, and programming? And then uh, where can they donate? to uh, and or other ways they can support your important work. Yeah, our website, we keep it pretty updated. I mean, the calendar stays updated. I sometimes miss the, the front page and I'll let something slide by, but most of the time. So definitely go to, um, it's long but easy, computermuseumofamerica.org. 
to find out, you know, like we talked about today, the Bites and Brews events, the camps. Uh, summertime, we also have tech tales for the four to 10 year old, a story time on Fridays. It's a lot of fun. So there's a, definitely things to be done. So you can find that there. Also following us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, we try to, to make sure people know when we're going to have a punch card demo, like we do almost every first Saturday of the month. Um, if we're going to bring out our robot dog called Ibo, we like to tell people about that. On our website, I've got a newsletter subscription across the bottom. We're about every four to six weeks. So this isn't something where you're going to get hit every single day with something from us. So I would encourage you to take a look at that. You know, those are the, the quickest ways. As far as how to become more involved and support the museum, well, visit us. We are wearing masks. We are keeping distances. We're doing the things that we need to do. And there's sanitizer everywhere. So you can, you can keep your hands clean. So visit us, become members, um, host an event. If you are part of an organization and have some sway, become a corporate member. That puts you up on our donor wall. I mean, we can do this with the help of our partners, and that's going to be the, the community out there that can help us. And those price points are, I think, very good for a startup company all the way through to your well-established organizations. And with those, you know, people get some admissions. They get discount event space. Their employees can get discounts in the gift shop or membership. So it's just a really good way to, to become involved with us. No doubt about it. Rena Youngblood, the Executive Director of the Computer Museum of America. Rena, thanks for joining us. Good luck uh, with the balance of the year, and uh, we look forward to seeing you and punching on some machines. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Come see us. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. It's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.